I'm Sharon from St. Lucia, and you're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My island home, there's nothing sweeter, there's nothing better, nice like this with St. Lucia. We go into Rodney Bay Street after Grossy Lake. Jerry Lincoln, a fetting, a liming, a drinking a lot. A jamming, a Indian, I meet round the door. The rest of the world watching me like a dot. But still, I love my island. As soon as I wake up to the roti shop, I eating some doubles, the pepper real hot. But missing my green pig and salt fish a lot. Oh God, I love we my island. We go into one
Hello, everybody, and welcome to the best show in the world. This is Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Today we have a show on St. Lucia with my friend Charon. We also have a special interview with another professor guest from the University of Toronto. Next week we've got a show on Ghana for the last episode of Black History Month. But first, listen to this wonderful show on St. Lucia. This is Tracks from Abroad. Today we welcome Charon from St. Lucia. Sharon, how are you today? I'm doing great today. Thanks for having me. Um, let's talk briefly about how we met each other through school at U of T. Right. So we were in a group project actually for Latin American studies, and that's how we kind of met and yeah, just grew from there. Do you recall if we got a good mark? We got a relative. <laughs> was it a B, B plus? It was like a B plus, I think maybe an A minus. It was a tough class too. We a minus, all- that, that would have been generous. But yeah, I, I remember you. So Charon is great at research. So she had some really great research to contribute. And I tried to, to, you know, contribute what I could. But the point is, today we are talking about St. Lucia. And um, Charon, maybe you can give us some background about, you know, your. it sounds like your parents came from St. Lucia. And have you been there a few times yourself? Yeah, so we used to go a lot when I was younger, like kind of every year. I haven't been in a while, but, um, you know, my parents grew up there and, you know, they met there and then they ended up coming here. So that's kind mm-hmm. of the brief story. So when I would go down there, I was pretty young, honestly. So it was probably before grade five. So the things that stood out to me most were like the food and the scenery, definitely always going to the beach. I remember riding in the back of the car on the way to like the hotels to go to the pools and stuff like that. So those are like my most prominent memories, probably more of the fun stuff. St. Lucia, you know, that whole Caribbean music, it really has its own uh, feel to it. It has its own, I hate the word vibe, but I'm going to say it. It, ha- it has its own vibe. Before we listen to some music here, how would you describe Caribbean music? So I would say Caribbean music has a lot of different influence, especially, you know, African influence, you know, there's European as well. And it's a lot of different things. You know, you have dance hall, you have soca, you have reggae. And especially in St. Lucia, I find you get a little bit of everything, which I think is nice. It's hard to sometimes define certain songs or to place them in that kind of box. And I think there's a lot of innovation going on in St. Lucia, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to start off by playing some St. Lucia music right here on Tracks from Abroad. And now listen to this extra special outro by Victor Kovaleski. This is Victor from the Third Face shouting out Tracks from Abroad once again. Yes. Tune in. Don't tune out. Get your morning right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No less things that I do, you don't trust me. Baby, if you're my wife, you tell me you go divorce me. Baby, what I do, what I do. What I do, what I do, do to you. Man on the toy, yeah. Watch. Man on the fall, yeah. Well, if it's money, I go spoil, yeah. Don't take it for granted. I can make you fly. Expensive flight. Couple overnights. Couple overnight. Girl, your middle so tight. Mm-hmm. Must be the love. She said she want a vacation, no, yeah. A vacation. She wanna change her location, no, yeah. A location. She want trip to go all England, no, yeah. All England, them thing I don't understand, yeah, yeah. Them kind of woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Understand, don't get me wrong. You could be sweeter than a mango man. I wish a man could approve me wrong. I wish a man could prove me wrong. Bada badang, bading badang bang. 
even though I beat it like a Congo drum, yeah. I ain't landing up until the sun go down. If I tell you I there for you, will you tell me you there for me? Girl, I feel your energy. It's a funny thing when it's she a money scheme. She want a vacation, no, yeah, a vacation. She wanna change her location, no, yeah, a location. She want trip to go all England, no, yeah, all England. Them thing I don't understand, yeah, yeah. Them kind of woman. She say she want a vacation, no, yeah, a vacation. She wanna change her location, no, yeah, a location. Sweetness, say you buff make me there. I ain't got a bad, she's a 
She not blame no ex for justice. Your body they intimidating. Mm. Your body I'm appreciating. Yeah, the girl body push my neck. On your body, girl, me want to run that. Body girl got appreciating. Mm. Your body I'm appreciating. Yeah, your body good. Pepper, pepper. No girl in care when better. Yeah, your body good. Better, better. Girl bring the cheese to the cheddar. Yeah, your body good. Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. We are talking today with Charon about St. Lucia. And Charon, over the break, we, we were discussing some of the influences in Toronto, the cultural influences. When you came to Toronto, I understand you came from Ottawa to Toronto, right? Yeah. And when you came, um, did you notice any of those popping up? I definitely noticed it a lot more in terms of like culture and feeling connected. I feel more connected to Toronto, especially because of that Caribbean influence. There are so many Caribbean people around. Um, you know, you have the food. So a lot more options than Ottawa had. Uh-huh. And of course, the music and the language. You know, you have people of all backgrounds walking around saying Wagwan or Ting, you know, so. What are those What do those mean? Wagwan, T- like, it's, uh, like, what's going on? What's up? Like, hello, oh, greeting. Okay. Yeah. And then Ting is just a thing or like referring to a woman. So I understand there's also a festival in Toronto called Carabana. Has that happened recently? It didn't happen last year, and I guess not the year before either. It's supposed to happen this year, so it's a big thing again. Yeah. But of course, major parade like downtown, Caribbean people of all backgrounds just celebrating the culture. Yeah. Because of course, all islands, or most islands, I guess, have um, their own carnival. So, you know, it's brought here as well. Recently, Barbados uh, removed the Queen Elizabeth as the head of state. I wondered what you think of Barbados becoming the newest republic in this Western Hemisphere. Well, congratulations to Barbados for becoming a single lady. It's really nice to see that for the Caribbean, honestly, you know, that kind of moving away uh, from the past and looking more towards the future. So I think it's definitely something that, you know, inspired a lot of people in the Caribbean. You know, you saw a lot of Caribbean people from different islands posting it. So I think it was Mm -hmm. a very big moment. It's nice to see. The thing about the colonial past is it's so present you know a lot of the culture is influenced by the english and the french you know saint lucia actually changed hands 14 times between the british and the french right really that's why they call it actually the helen of the west indies because like the most beautiful one after like helen of troy so it's the mm-hmm. most beautiful of the west indies um but i would say it's definitely present i think there's always that kind of struggle to move away and deal with you know any damage that's been done from that kind of past but i'm not sure if all the islands are necessarily ready to take that kind of step, but I think it's definitely something that should happen in the future. Well, now is the time of the show when we're going to play some uh, music that's being made in Canada that has some sort of tie to St. Lucian music, and uh, I'm going to do my best to find some of that. Um, And so we're going to throw to Jesse in the editing room to play some. Uh, Jesse, can you take over for me? So Jesse from the past really set me up for failure trying to find Canadian St. Lucian music. It's easier said than done. But what I was able to find is some music from Jamaica. The first track is by Toronto's Amoy with Radio. And the next track is the infamous Party Next Door with Break from Toronto. Shout out to the one, the only, Mississauga. i 
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. Uh, my name is Jesse, and we are talking to Charon about St. Lucia. You just listened to some Canadian Caribbean music. We're going to talk a little bit about tourism. Charon, what do you think about tourism in St. Lucia? I think that tourism in St. Lucia has been and will probably continue to be vital to its economy. It is one of those things where it's hard to see, though, you know, so there's hotels on the coast where, you know, the locals don't have access anymore. Or during COVID, the tourists are afforded privileges that the locals aren't getting. And of course, you know, with tourism for any country, it means you have to maintain a certain reputation internationally to please tourists. And of course, there's always two sides to that, you know, so you there's the resort experience is so different from the real experience. I, I expect Carnival is a celebration that brings in a lot of tourists. Can you, can you tell us about what Carnival is? Yes. Yeah, so it's a big celebration. Of course, they used to do it around um, Lent, but Trinidad has the bigger Carnival. So they draw in a lot more people. So St. Lucia's moved it to July. Mm-hmm. I believe it's going to be back on this year. They're kind of testing this new thing where it's like if you're vaccinated, you can attend. So trying to control that as well. But major celebration among all the islands. They all did it at different times, though. Okay, cool. Well, I'd like to give you the opportunity to correct any misconceptions that we might have about the Caribbean. Yeah, so I think all of the Caribbean is beautiful. St. Lucia, of course, to me, is especially beautiful. It's luscious, everything like that. Um, I would say the main misconception is, of course, if you're a tourist there, you're getting the tourist experience. You know, we do like to brag and say, you know, we're from where you vacation, but it's not necessarily the full story. And there's so many dimensions to being Caribbean. You know, there's the good, there's the bad. So there's all of that. And of course, if you're a tourist, you're not getting the bad because everything is meant to be catered to you. So I think that's another thing to consider as well, that there's so much going on outside of the resorts that you're staying at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. Well, if people in Toronto want to experience a little bit of that Caribbean culture, is there somewhere they can go for, for food or maybe the um, uh, Carabana Festival or something like that? I would say definitely go support all the local Caribbean businesses, get some jerk chicken, get some rotis, get some doubles, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, go to Carabana, learn about the culture. We're all very welcoming people. We love to have fun and, you know, show people our culture too. Well, thank you very much, Sharon, for coming on Tracks from Abroad and talking about St. Lucia. Of course. Thank you. Susan, hanging she bumper, hanging she bumper, 
As we get into the second half of this episode of Tracks from Abroad, I want to say thank you. Thank you. I'm looking at you. Thank you for listening. And we have a new interview coming up here with Kevin Edmonds, who is a professor of Caribbean studies at the University of Toronto. He and his family come from St. Lucia, and he has so much to talk about in terms of the country and its politics and its economics. And Pirates of the Caribbean comes in also. There's a lot of cool stuff. So stay tuned and listen to my interview with Kevin Edmonds. This is Tracks from Abroad. Kevin, thank you so much for being on our show. Oh, thank you so much, Jesse, for having me today. It's amazing that you're covering St. Lucia. So that's quite a, a nice surprise to hear from you. Yeah. Well, I got to say, it's one of the smaller places that we've gone to here on Tracks from Abroad. So I, I hoped you would give us a little geography. Where is St. Lucia and what if, what's its like topography? Are there mountains? What's it like? Yeah. So St. Lucia is a small volcanic island in the southeast of the Caribbean. So if people are familiar with the region... Uh, it's not that close to Jamaica. It's much closer to uh, South America. So uh, it's towards the southern end of the Caribbean archipelago. Uh, it neighbors Martinique in the north. And then it uh, is next to St. Vincent. That's its southern neighbors. So St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Uh, it's not a big place, as you mentioned. Uh, it's got a population of about 160,000 people. Uh, probably the same amount living outside of the, the region of big communities in uh, Toronto, New York, uh, Florida, London. The island gets marketed as like a honeymoon destination. So there's uh, really mountainous lush terrain and um, there's two mountains called the Pitons, which are volcanic peaks that uh, rise right next to the ocean. Agriculture used to be the big industry and that has kind of fallen off the map for the last uh, 25 odd years. So people have been transitioning into tourism for the most part, but but yeah, I mean, uh, COVID has really hit the, the island hard in terms of you know them being so dependent on tourism. So yeah. um, it's just a, a moment of transition right now to see what's gonna come out the other end. For such a small island, I would think there's a real disparity and sort of a polarization between the tourism industry and like you're saying, the, the sort of failing agriculture industry. And what have you seen as to that divide? Is it a divide that you can see just like a road? One one side is different than the other. What does that look like? Yeah. So this this question of roads that you bring up, it's a literal thing. So my family's from the Mabia Valley in Denry, which is a agricultural community. It mostly has been known for growing bananas. Prior to that, it was sugar. And in the mid 1990s, this big organization. Uh, we don't really talk about it anymore, even though it's still really influential, the World Trade Organization. For centuries, the Caribbean had been trading with England. And since the 1950s, there had been this protected trade agreement in place, which bought bananas for the most part at above market prices. And that was ended in uh, 1995. So that really uh, was like a bomb being dropped on the agricultural community. Mm -hmm. And those jobs, like people were still poor, but it allowed people to have some social mobility. So the idea was that the kids would be able to go to school and, and do something with their education so that they wouldn't end up, you know, living in the same kind of conditions. That's gone now. 
Uh, a lot of these people didn't find other jobs. So they're more subsistence living hand to mouth. A lot of their kids, um, you know, tried to get good jobs in the hotels, but it's a limited amount of jobs that you can get. There's only so many hotels. There's only so many managers or accountants or, you know, chefs that are needed. So for a lot of people, immigration became um, vital and necessary. So that's one of the reasons why my family moved up to Toronto in the 90s. As I said at the beginning, St. Lucia is one of the smallest countries that we've covered on tracks from abroad. And I would like, with your help, to dispel the notion that Canada is sort of separated from the Caribbean, that it has, you know, a very limited role. So can you speak to some of the connections that Canada has in your country of St. Lucia, or maybe just in the Caribbean in general? And then specifically, for people who might consider taking a trip, taking a, a trip to Sandals Resort in St. Lucia, how are they contributing to the issues that you're talking about in your country? Yeah, so that's, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that, Jesse, because that's, that's really insightful that a lot of times we don't necessarily think about Canada's role in, in the Caribbean. It's the Americans and the British and the French and the Spanish um, is a bit more obvious. But in terms of St. Lucia, uh, tourism would be the biggest thing in terms of the ownership of the resorts. A lot of them are foreign owned. They're often joint partnerships with like big tour operators here. Like we have Sunwing, WestJet, uh, Air Canada, Vacations. Like they have these partnerships that are there. Uh, but if you were to go to the main square in Castries, the capital city, you would look around and could see Scotiabank, CIBC and Royal Bank all on one strip. Canada has a lot of influence in St. Lucia and throughout the Caribbean when it comes to uh, banking and finance, that uh, it's a colonial connection that was uh, emerged out of the British reorganizing themselves to get out of the Caribbean, but maintain these links. But basically the banks in the, in the Caribbean make money off of charging regular people interest and not giving them loans. So it's quite an imbalanced situation where people are not able to get small business loans or to fix their houses or stuff like that, which Canada's, Caribbean connection overall, like in St. Lucia, it's it's moderate, but it's not as I would think nefarious as in places like in in Haiti in particular, uh, Jamaica with the mining companies or in Guyana with the mining companies or oil and gas companies. And Canada really drives a wedge between the Caribbean countries by getting people on side and one side or the other um, when it comes to issues like uh, foreign policy or recognizing Venezuela, for example. One of the countries, if people are curious about Canada's like lesser known foreign policy endeavors, Haiti is definitely up there. It's it's the country that receives the most aid and attention uh, in the Americas. And it was number two for a long time behind Afghanistan, which kind of gives you a, a sense of the priorities. Hey, hey, start it now. Hey, let we do it now. Step forward. I move forward.
backward and seems as long as you live there, your future is shaping, and the way you are heading, got no time for problems, hold the weight on your shoulder, put your troubles behind you, if you fall down just get up and get your head out the dirt and when they try to bad mind you, and they talking behind you, don't let nothing bother you. How did you come to Toronto and what made you go into uh, academia? Yeah, so I was actually born in Canada, but my family moved back to St. Lucia. So they wanted to go back just because the cost of living and the lifestyle there was better. But when the economy crashed in the 90s, uh, they realized, you know, maybe it's better for us to to come back to, to Canada for my sister and, and um, myself to be able to go to school. Uh, while we were benefiting from moving to Canada and to Toronto and, you know, being able to go to school here and stuff like that, I did see a big disconnect between our life chances and my cousins and my family that remained in St. Lucia. So, you know, being able to go to high school or getting a second chance, because when I was growing up, I actually got kicked out of high school a few times and then went back and got my credits from the adult learning center, applied to U of T, didn't get into U of T, um, went to York. I had some cousins that were geniuses that when I was growing up they were a million times smarter than I was and seeing that they weren't able to uh, finish school or actually they finished school they got the third highest mark and the top two students were able to get a scholarship and my cousin was the third and he wanted to go to law school and he couldn't and he ended up um, just driving uh, past the truck and he ended up getting in trouble and going to prison, right? So it's just the scene is a waste of uh, opportunity for a lot of people. A small country like St. Lucia, the decisions made by the World Trade Organization had massive impacts on people that, you know, we're still trying to comprehend. Um, and, and another thing, like I said, was, was the criminal side of stuff that a lot of people ended up getting involved in drug trafficking because it was just like uh, the risk versus the reward made sense to a lot of people. And I don't fault anyone or blame them or think that, you know, um, because it's to not eat and, you know, live miserably, it's really tough. And to try and live an honest, dignified life when everything around you is pushing you in the opposite direction. 
So this is a huge thing that, you know, people haven't really talked about and it's really uh, saves a lot of people's lives. It's this kind of like underground safety net that it's kind of a open secret for better or worse. The Caribbean has been punished or stigmatized as a place because it grows cannabis. A lot of people are assumed to smoke cannabis. If you think of like, you know, Rastafari communities, uh, Bob Marley, that kind of imagery, um, stereotypical stuff. Well, speaking of the stereotype of cannabis and Rastafari culture in Caribbean, in, in the Caribbean, um, we have a question from uh, our Tracks from Abroad intern, whose name is Quinn. Quinn asks, is the Pirates of the Caribbean offensive, entertaining, or at all factually correct? There's some history of pirates that I do, I do know, and I think that they actually do get a bad rap because... Um, the pirates were trying to undermine the system that existed in, in the Caribbean at that time. So s- plantation slavery, uh, monopoly capitalism or merc- mercantilism, where you had to, you know, as a C- British colony at a, a given time, St. Lucia could only trade with British ships and all of the wealth would go to England. And pirates were trying to really undermine that in some really interesting ways were radically egalitarian and anti-racist and how they organized. Like they would take freed slaves or they would let, you know, they, they could join and they could participate as equals. So there's some cool parallels that are there or, or, or stories that are there. But I cannot speak to the movie specifically. But Quinn, that is a really good question. I will, I will watch the movie to see. Well, we're in this realm of pop culture, and you mentioned um, Den Ray Segment, which is another a new genre of music that's come out of what sounds like your hometown. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so Den Ray Segment is form of music that emerged out of, like, so the St. Lucian sound. So despite it being uh, formally colonized by the English for a really long time. It switched hands over a dozen times between the British and the French. The language of the average person, like the everyday person, mostly out in the rural communities or inner city, you speak French Creole. So you have uh, Denry segment artists that are like really big now. And that's incredibly surprising in some ways because we didn't think that St. Lucian culture would have such a wide reach. So I think I think it's great. Um, that it's got a lot of young people into uh, the music business where a lot of those options weren't necessarily available mm-hmm. um, because people knew reggae or they knew uh, the Trinidadian music like Calypso or Soca for the most part. What we tell them? Hey girl, my girl, listen. Uh, hey girl, what's your name? Since that time I'm watching you, I want to wind on you, my girl. Don't mind me, I'm okay. I'm not taking cocaine. Just send it up and drop it down. Send it up and drop it down. Now send it up and drop. Let me go now. Flat down. Flat at it. 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 Send the bomber in the sky. Make it fly like butterfly. Let's have quasi two bagai. Quasi fly and quasi fly. Make that shake like work quick. Shake it up and work it. Now baby work it. You sweet like chocolate. Over. 
Though the door revolver, they'll spin it like a quarter And bounce it on the counter Eagle, I need your number Come and take me lumber Juke you just like Jackhammer Juke you just like Jackhammer Like a love to the bumper uh -huh. Drive it like Honor uh -huh. Rev the bumper uh -huh. Toyota Sprinter uh -huh. Now take a seater I know you fit My girl you looking lit Come let me cover it Make the bumper turn it turn it Pull it up and do it turn Bring it come my girl mene mene Visa tu nom gai kume kume Bomba su kwe tuta le shime Rime hodi ya aideme Apoisa nukai shifone Vini from nukai malmene Now go show the bumper Young Fritz. Move it, move it. My girl out in Canada. Move it, take a man. Move it, boxer dog. Move it, you're something sweet. Move it, so take a man. Take a man. Move it, boxer dog. You're something sweet. Move it, miss bad weather. Bend your back for hard leather. With Perula, I'll measure. After come full pleasure. Digging your old I'll find treasure. Young Fritz, Mobster Records. Yo, Oparen, Oparen. Brother, who can share this? Oh, Ebe Oparen. Why don't go down Oparen? You can use that Oparen. Go down, go down. Who can share this? Oh, Salai. Oparen. Why don't go down Oparen? You can use that Oparen. Now tick 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 tick. Oparen. Now go down low. That's your two and three, brother. Oparen. Now go down low. If you're just joining us, you just heard some Adenre segment from St. Lucia right here on Tracks from Abroad. That song came from YouTube, and the very first comment is, That's so bad. But obviously, they're trying to say, like, dang, that's pretty bad, you know? Like, <laughs> they, they mean the exact opposite. I find that funny, but I digress. Let's finish up this interview with Kevin Edmonds, a professor of Caribbean studies at the University of Toronto. So here in Toronto, are there any places we can find St. Lucian culture, either in restaurants or through music in one way or another? And then how would we, how would we experience that cultural essence of St. Lucia? What does it feel like to be in a St. Lucian restaurant or something like that? Yeah, so with St. Lucians, I think it's the same with a lot of other smaller Caribbean islands, that there's not like a distinct neighborhood like uh, the northwest part of the city, uh, northeast part of the city, not so much downtown. Uh, obviously because of the way that um, real estate has pushed out a lot of people that have traditionally lived in these communities for a long time. But if you go to the St. Lucian restaurant, I think people will really be blown away with the food. Um, that's one of the things that I'm happy about Denry segment or St. Lucia getting more attention is that when people go to St. Lucia, they probably don't try local food that they eat at the resort, which is, you know, it's okay. It's whatever. They have the sushi restaurants, they have the pizza restaurants, but the local food, I think there's two St. Lucian restaurants that I knew of 
a couple years back that were very close to uh, York Memorial. But yeah, just just around the corner, there was a couple St. Lucian uh, restaurants that were there. Well, Kevin Edmonds, you're getting me excited not only to listen to some Denray segment after this interview, but also to go out and eat some of the uh, St. Lucian food that's all around Toronto as well. So, Kevin, thank you so very much for coming on Tracks from Abroad. Thank you so much for having me, Jesse.
This is your captain, Jesse, speaking. Thank you guys for listening to Tracks from Abroad. And we do have one more song left on our show, number 14, about St. Lucia. What a fun show this is. And I would love to hear from you guys. Tell me what you think about the show. Um, we have our Instagram page, which is tfa.radio, and that's really the hub for all kinds of cool stuff. Next week's show is going to be on Ghana, and the following week is an incredible show on India that I'm planning right now. You're listening to CIUT 89.5 FM. And I'm Jesse McDougall for Tracks from Abroad. Dudu, maceria. Dudu, be mine forever. Dudu, maceria. Dudu, be mine forever. Shorty sweet like a mango, like a mango. Mm. Shorty look good like a mango, like a mango. Shorty so ripe like a mango. Shorty so sweet like a mango, like a mango. Vinny, 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 come ya. Wine and go down ya. You the baddest where you come from. You the baddest in the tongue ya. Sit on the man and I put it in mouth like a smoothie. You look like Ali, baby, you should sign in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Make me ball out. Hey, 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 hey. Girl, I give you more love every day. Hey, hey, hey. You my one and only lover. Kiss on you alone. Shorty sweet like a mango, like a mango. Shorty look good like a mango, like a mango. Shorty so ripe like a mango, like a mango. Shorty so sweet like a mango, like a mango. You're on my heart forever. You're like my Cinderella. We are now my umbrella. Protect you from the weather. Baby, I wanna put sauce on you. You my man got in sauce to do So you mean I want Say I could kiss you up the whole eyes. I'll bite you cause it's alright, baby. From the tree, I thought I pick you, but it's you who pick me. I say from the start, you have wicked body. I call her Dodo, but her name is Julie. Her name is Julie. Her name is Julie. Yeah, you sweet like Julie. Sweet like Julie. Yeah, yeah. Well, shorty sweet like a mango, like a mango. Mm. Shorty look good like a mango, like a mango. Shorty so ripe like a mango, like a mango. Shorty so sweet like a mango, like a mango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sweet like a mango, like a mango. Mm. Shorty look good like a mango, like a mango. Shorty so ripe like a mango, like a mango. Shorty so sweet like a mango, like a mango.
I'm Mame from Ghana, and you're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM.